Thank you very much, Matt. Great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a little early. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't even be on communion now if Leonard was here. Maybe he's tuning in, <laughs> which is fine. Keep it coming. All right, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you all. Um, I uh, had a little bit of a different text than what we hit this morning. I thought we were going to hit this morning's next week. So let's see how we do. All right. And uh, I'll Right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had uh, 24 through, in Luke 11, 24 through, um, well, pretty much 28. <laughs> and then I thought after that we were going to go 29 till, anyway, it's okay. Let's, uh, let's do what Matt did today, and we'll see if we'll backtrack a little bit to do that. And if not, I'll make a video and do it that way, because there's, there's, some, there's some good stuff. In, uh, in 24 to and on today. So, all right, what did Matt touch? He, hit, he started in verse uh, 33, and he ran into the text that we're going to hit now. Uh, so before we go in, Father, thank you for Matt. Thank you for uh, Christ. Uh, and thank you that Matt preached Christ. And he, he told us the truth. He opened your word, and he let you speak to your truth. And I'm very grateful for that. May we do the same in here. May, we, uh, may our conversation be um, spirit-led and be pleasing to you. And may you guide our understanding as well uh, as, as we, we, we don't have the ability to see apart from you illuminating. So may the light of Christ dwell in our time together today and on from it. And it's for your wonderful name we pray. Amen. <coughs> I have a perpetual cough since the third grade. All right, here we go. All right, no one after lighting a lamp. We're in 1133. And just, bef you know, before I read this, let's say this. Some three clarifying things. Light in this passage represents God's teaching. Dark represents false teaching. And the body, uh, and mention of the body, is works as we enter into this. So I did get to study this part a little bit, but the next part, we're just going to let the spirit see what happens. All right. All right. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand. He's trying to maximize light because Jesus already uh, in Luke chapter 8, 15 years ago when we were there, <laughs> said that uh, no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar, puts it under his bed, but on a stand so that it may enter uh, and so that those who may enter might see the light. And he goes in a different direction. Hey, Joe. Uh, this time, as he repeats what he said before, no one after lighting a lamp puts it in the cellar. Uh, you don't hide it away. Once you're lit, you're, you're to be useful. You're to help. You, you can see now. Uh, you should help others to see now because it's no surprise that he's talking about us. Jesus lighting a lamp is Jesus saving a sinner. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in the cellar or under a basket. He doesn't, doesn't cover it up. He doesn't start a fire. No one starts a fire not to be warm and not to give light. Um, no one turns on a light switch so that they might see worse, you know? All right, so the, your eye, and we'll pay attention to this, is the lamp of your body. Now, he's not talking about your eyeballs or like the expression on your face, as I've heard about this text before. He's talking about how you see things, your worldview, okay? Your eye is the lamp of your body. 
when your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. Okay, so when how you see things is directly informed by God, and he's the one who is your worldview, his truth is your worldview, it's saying, and, and, and you love this, you, 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 you want it, you invite it, you say, give me the light, I've had enough of the dark, my whole life was the dark, give me the light, I can see now, look, the sun came out. Um, and, and he says your whole body, so there's the term body, that's our works. Your whole body is full of light. So if you are sourced in the light and that's your worldview and your heart is taken care of, the very center of your being, everything that then proceeds out of your heart is then a good work because he's purified you, given you a new heart, given you a new, he's sourced you in something different. So that which flows from you is, um, is purified and better and good in his sight and it's light. It's God's teaching is you're adhering to him, you're clinging to him, and he's doing a purifying work within you, having done the first purifying work of justification. And so progressively, what comes out of you is good. But, he says, uh, when, you're, when it is bad, then your body is full of darkness. So we talked about this a little bit last week. We, we, I think we went to Matthew 7. Uh, and we said there's a whole group of people who skip over knowing him, who skip over the truth, who skip over understanding him, who skip over doctrine, who skip over just savoring and having him, and they just want to do, and doing is awesome, we need to do, but they skip over all the important stuff to get to it, and they don't know him. Uh, and we, and I, we said, uh, J.I. Packer said, the primary reason we've been put on the planet is to know God, because no matter what we do, if we don't know God, counts as Isaiah says, filthy rags, right? And so you can spend your whole life doing what this book says and never know him. That's a scary thought, and that's a scary reality that he puts forward. In this text, um, we've been saying it as long as we've been in the book of Luke, right? We're focusing on knowing God. That's what largely this class is for. Um, and the application, yes, there's doing that comes from it, but I, I don't know, I think it, was, it wasn't until like chapter six when Jesus starts giving commands. Before that, it's all just knowledge that we're a saver. So like we, sometimes we'll hear a text and we say, well, what do we do with this? Nothing, he's not telling you to do anything, he's telling you to believe him, to savor him, to know him, to enjoy him. That's your doing, to, to pray thankfully for that he's come. He's, he's the one who's doing everything said today because we don't we, we can never do enough so if the if we don't know him then the body of our works and the resume is nothing that God will accept but if we have his son's works and we know him and he's feeding us and we're um, just absorbing what he's teaching clinging to him fearful to resist him that's what the fear of the Lord is we'll talk about that in a few weeks um that's, that's, that's where we need to be. Therefore, be careful. So when you hear therefore, as everything he just said, he thrusts onto what he's about to say, be careful. He said, he's saying, take heed. Christians are heedful people. There's no holiness without heedfulness. Um, therefore, be careful, lest, lest means for fear of, 
be careful for fear of the light in you be darkness. If, you, if you're self-deceived about what's in you, if you think everything's all light, you think everything's good, he's telling us to be careful, take stock. He's, he's telling us um, self-evaluation is critically important. Every communion time, that's, what, that's a time we, uh, that God provided his church for that very thing to happen. Anytime there's a time of self-evaluation, but that's where we have it collectively as a church go and um, in our own space and say, here's what you have shown me in myself. I lay it down on the cross, ask forgiveness for it and seek mercy and new life, deliverance from it. Um, so he's, he's, he's stirring us on to uh, self-evaluation. Verse 36, if then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you light. Now, he kind of flips it here. He's the light of the world. Jesus says in John, um, John, the book of John, I forget which chapter now, I'm the light of the world. It's one of the I am statements, right? And in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, you are the light of the world. So we, are ha we only have any light because when a lamp with its rays gives you light. He's the light within us, okay? We are an empty lighthouse until uh, otherwise someone comes in and puts light into it, puts the light bulb into it. That's us. It's all darkness. Jesus comes, gives us a new heart, gives us a new being, redirects us from all of our pursuits, and gives us a Godward uh, trajectory. Jesus is holy good. Yeah, it is. How did we get the faith? So when we look at this passage here that we're talking about now, yeah. it's not our light, but it's going to reflect. It's really, it'll try to pick in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look at me, I'm so wonderful. i got a brand new church, <laughs> and that makes me look like a sissy. But <laughs> yeah. I think that the light of, the, of God in us yeah. will show, and I think we're more humble. Yeah. And so... When we go to the next part of the scriptures now, we're going to go, we are going to go, the Pharisees didn't have that light. Yeah. Or, or, or the, the leaders didn't have that light. So yeah, yeah. That he's trying to bring out. But that's all I wanted to mm -hmm. Thank you, Joe. Did I, go, I don't want to be too complicated. No, that's what. AT&T, you know. I just <laughs> wanted to. No, honestly, I'm just saying. Though, yeah. Did you have to talk to their customer so service? Good. That's never fun. so good. Yeah. You know, and you just said. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't care about self-evaluation. It was all about what they thought was right was right. I had to do self-evaluation daily. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Daily. You know, okay, where well, am I? What am I doing wrong? Where am I supposed to be? And they didn't want to do that. That continuing uh, self-evaluation is yeah. evidence of the light in you. We're constantly... Yeah. Yeah. 
we are constantly falling backwards and falling back into, you know, nothing regenerates as quickly as pride. And so we could hear an awesome service right here, be totally convicted, get to our cars and be the same person we were when we got home, when before we came. All right. You know, I've done some, I've done some sinning on Sunday afternoons after Sunday morning. Um, and look what he says here. If I, I don't want to skip over this. This is where Paul wouldn't skip over this element. So I'm not going to skip. If, if you're back in verse 36 before we go on. If your whole body is full of light, having no part dark. Now we're all dark, right? Mm-hmm. We are totally depraved to use some very hard language. Uh, that is our place. If, if we weren't, then we might ha- be able to save ourselves. And religion would be more of a thing for us. Um, so if your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, that is a gift of God. Our body in Christ, the moment we're justified, is fully. God sees you as fully. He does work in you. Your darkness is still there. Your sinful nature has been weakened. But in his sight, you are fully his. Wholly his. And you will never not be. It will be wholly bright. Now, we have learning to do. We have work to do. We have sin to kill. We have um, humbling and suffering that God needs to shape us with. But, um, you know, if, if you died a week after you were saved, before he did massive amounts of sanctification, if he only sanctified you for a week, he sees you just as lovely as if you were sanctified for decades and died at the end of decades. That's really good news. Holy bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you <coughs> light. All right, for, the, for the Christian, there I wrote this note in my Bible. For the Christian, there is so much more real peace in Christ's life than in the perceived hope of our life. We're wrong when we dote in our light, boasting and being satisfied by self. For Christ, oh, how sweet he is in my place as my resume. Our resume is really hard to let go because we think it says some pretty good things about us, right? It's really hard to throw that thing away. By the way, he's speaking to the Pharisees. So here's some really good bad examples as we go forward. Um, all right, so I know that Matthew 22, 23, I think it's 23. Matthew 23, Jesus gives his most scathing review of humanity. And here is Luke's version of that. While Jesus was speaking, a Pharisee asked him to dine with him. Right, so when Jesus goes somewhere, he usually, he's either worshipped or hated. So when, so he went and reclined at the table. He accepts the invitation. The Pharisee was astonished to see that he did not first wash before dinner. All right, so there's, they're externally minded. And this was a ritual that they kept, not part of the law. And the Lord said to him, now you Pharisees, cleanse, you, you Pharisees, cleanse the outside of the cup and the, of the dish, but inside 
who are full of greed and wickedness. Okay, so there's the external. That's what they care about most, their image. Uh, they do things for God to manage other people's perception of them. You fools. Did not he who made the outside also make the inside? Now, he's not telling us that we should have healthy diets. He's telling us that we should look at our hearts. It's also good to have a healthy diet, too. But give as alms those things that are within, and behold, everything will be clean for you. So you're sourced not... Or when you... Uh, work in the world and you do good works let not your hands just do it but your hearts also and let your hearts be full of God so that you're doing it for the right reasons and God is seen in your works verse 42 like if my neighbor's tree falls down and I go cut it up for him and put it away that's an awesome thing that's a nice thing if I I would be very happy and thankful towards my neighbor if he did that but if my neighbor doesn't know Christ that's my ultimate goal in being there and cutting his tree up but woe to you, Pharisees, verse 42, but woe to you, Pharisees, these woes continue. For you tithe mint and rue and every herb, so they didn't just do money, they did you know, things from their, even their herb gardens. And neglect, you, they do all this, but they neglect justice and love of God. Um, a major theme throughout scripture, something the law boils down to it, and I think Micah, uh, what's that famous verse from Micah? Um, I forget the address of it, Micah 7, 5, somewhere in Micah, um, that we're to love mercy, do justice, and walk humbly with our God. We're supposed to love mercy. It doesn't tell us we have to uh, love justice. It tells us we have to do it. There's some uncomfortable things that we have to do, and justice is when you make a wrong thing right. It doesn't mean like this is how I think we've said this before. Anyway, this is how I remember what right what justice is. Righteousness is to do what's right. That's easy to remember. So you do what's right, and justice is when you find a wrong thing and you make it right. In the best of our power according to this word when we find a wrong thing shine the light that's in you on it with words, with deeds with conversations, with patience, bearing the fruit of the spirit these you ought to have done, Jesus says, all their good works oh and they neglect the love of God too they don't, they're, not, they're not receiving it they're fine as they are so they, they don't really, it's not really on their radar to think they need to receive God. They think by obeying God that they love God. Now that's evidence that we love God is when we obey him. But if we obey him without really understanding him, then that's when we get in trouble. All right, so these you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplace. You know, they like being influential and feeling powerful. There's nothing wrong with sitting up front. There's something wrong with wanting to be seen. For you love the best seat in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplace. Woe to you, you who are, are like unmarked graves. Like they have no life in them. And people walk over them without knowing it. Um, they think they're 
feeding people life, and he says they're unmarked graves. You can't even tell how dead they are because they look so good on the outside. And um, one of the and inevitably, verse forty-five. People don't know they're falling into death when they're hearing the teaching of these people because they're making these Pharisees are making people just like them. That's what he's saying. So verse forty-five. One of the lawyers answered him, teacher, in saying these things, you insult us also. So everybody's offended. This is a tense room right now. This is where someone holds up the awkward sign. Because uh, Jesus doesn't deny God. He doesn't deny the truth. He doesn't hold back. Jesus is not mean. He's honest. When I was a brand new Christian, I was startled to realize how radical this Jesus was. I, you know, I've always been presented my whole life that Jesus is a... Um, <laughs> and then you start reading the Bible for yourself and you see how razor sharp his words are and you're like, I was not ready for this. And then it brings you down to your knees and then there's a sweetness that hopefully happens after that. That You meet him and you, you, you realize how much you've, I don't know, I realized how much I offended him my whole life and continue to. He means it like uh, how I'm comfortable with him meaning it. Right. Yeah. It's comfortable for me, so I'm not yeah. going to believe that part of the Bible, or I'm not going to give him the truth. Yeah. That's why I say that the Christian life is a hard life if you do it the way you're supposed to do it, because yeah. it's constantly questioned and constantly saying, yeah, he meant it. It's not just <laughs> hard, it's impossible. Exactly you need his help to do it. Yeah, he means what he says, yeah. says what he means. God established the priesthood and, and well, let me ask you this question, Rich. I guess when people walk over there without knowing the corruption of their testimony, could that mean could that be also like the worldly view? Because a lot of times we're in the world and we don't even realize the corruption that we are involved in or mm -hmm. that we accept or that we don't see or we don't want to see or we act like we don't see. Well, I'm yeah. I think that's why verse 30, the light in you, verse, when, we, when we started today, those verses are so important. It says, if the light's in you, your whole body's dim. Okay, so if the light's in us, we can see our worldview has been adjusted and we've been given God's glasses by the truth. So that's why it's so important to hit this text first before we go in here. Because this, the, all the woes now, that'll just crush us if, we, if Jesus didn't tell them this first. And make it clear that you're different. 
my people, you are different. There's the world and there's you and you have the light on. Um, you have the light in you. There's the world without me and then there's those with me. And the God of the universe who created all things, who deems how things should be, he's the only one who's right about all things. Um, and that's why truth triumphs over opinions. And we have truth. We're a people of truth. And so, yeah, we, we mess up. We see a little weird. We don't clean our glasses sometimes and don't read our Bibles and pray and position ourselves and stay close to our Savior. We mess up. But our God keeps pursuing us because the beauty of the light is his promise that it won't go out. Um, where was I? Oh, and he said to, okay, and woe to you lawyers. <laughs> the lawyers, like Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and then lawyers say, we're offended too. And so he turns to the lawyers and said, and woe to you lawyers, <laughs> okay? For you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Like the smallest, weakest part of you doesn't even do the most basic, minimal thing, okay? Is what he's, is what he's saying to them. And you're loading people down. Like, um, like if I gave you all law right now and no gospel, we would be a flat, crushed if, 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 or if I said anything today, pull out all the Jesus from it and all the grace, we'd be destroyed, crushed, um, burdened, no better off people. In fact, that's what the Pharisees did. They just gave straight law. They missed the love of God and, and what God was doing with the law. They missed grace in the scriptures. Many of them, not all of them. At least these ones he's talking to. Yeah, the, you're, yeah. We're, we're, we didn't even get to take but a yeah, step into the race. We're dead right there. We should want to, yeah. You know, yeah. This is our desire to do his will. Yeah. But we, I, I hope we're enlightened enough to know yeah. it's not going to work that way. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't meant to save us. It was meant to point us to our need of a Savior. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's it. That's really good, too, yeah. I mean, the, I think that's one of the if things I that Jesus is saying. In, if I saw you walking here with a robe and all your vestments, <laughs> Right. And that's what a lot of stuff, you know, it talks about, you know, three cardinals and so forth. And then I really told you to say it. <laughs> I didn't want you to say it. No, and I'm not saying yeah. that to be mean. Yeah. Formerly dead. We've been given life.
We have the hope of sure glory to be in being with Christ, but we also, as Christians, are not desensitized to the fact that we still have our flesh that's trying to regain power within us. And so it's a battle, and it keeps us humble, and God allows it to last for that reason. Paul gets a thorn in his side so that he, it, he keeps humble, keeps him humble. God knows what it needs. What, God knows what we need for us to continue to renew him. Um, For you build tombs, you build, you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Okay, so they're honoring people who they never agreed with anyway, just to honor them because God used them. But they don't really care. They don't listen to what they said, um, or maybe they use what they said without listening to what they said. Um, so you are witnesses, and you consent to deeds of your fathers, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore, also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that the blood of all the prophets shed from the foundation of the world, God, well, it's plain, may be charged against this generation from the blood of Abel all the way from at the beginning to the blood of Zechariah someone at the end of the Old Testament all that time space who perished between the altar and the sanctuary so what's God saying is the entire Bible was pointing was pointing to me is what Jesus is saying right here the Old Testament every bit of it is a giant pointer with all these signs throughout pointing to him um and so he's here, and they're rejecting everything they've learned their whole lives by rejecting Christ, because it was all pointing to him, and they're missing him. And so they're going to be accountable because they're in cahoots with people who's always been against God and his prophets and his pointers and his messengers. They have the same heart, same motive, same uh, unrepentance, nature and they're just as blind as anybody who might have been their hero in the Old Testament yes I tell you it will be required of this generation woe to you lawyers so no one's safe in this meeting I bet his disciples are keeping real quiet too you know um, for you have taken away the key of knowledge Jesus is that key you did not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. So everything, you know, there's the scripture, and then you walked into the door of it, and there is Christ. Uh, they were content with being at the door, not opening it, reading what was written on the bulletin board of the door, not opening it, uh, taking the letter of the law, not the spirit of it. And verse 53, and when... And he went away from there, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to press him hard and to provoke him to speak about many things lying in wait for him. They're trying to trip him up. They're waiting for him to say something wrong, to take the law uh, so that they can accuse him 
impulsively kill him, uh, setting a trap, hoping that he falls, hoping that he messes up. But Jesus never does. Lying in wait for him to catch him in something he might say. So they're completely indifferent to all he just said. That review, scathing review of them, like they're, he's, <laughs> this is the, he's telling them you're the worst part of humanity because you know the truth and you miss the truth. And you've caused people to miss the truth. And you, you've done greater damage uh, to my name, you who are supposed to represent it, than any other pagan nation has done against me. So they're pridefully offended instead of humbly repenting. They're pridefully offended instead of humbly repenting. So in our rationalization of our hypocrisy, because I see a lot of my own hypocrisy as I read through this, um, I think of those times I haven't been there for someone who needed it. I think about those times where I haven't lifted a finger, um, where I've kept silence, where, you know, I'm guilty. Uh, there's not a thing in this text I'm not guilty of. Well, I'm actually kind of content to know that, but I'm scared to know the depth of it. Yeah. <laughs> because, of course, you know, they, they, they lifted up David. Treat Jesus the way that oh, John the Baptist. Yeah, they called him the call I was gonna <laughs> well, show up. Uh, they, you know, they, yeah. And Christ was trying to tell them, and then what happened? You got Paul. He witnessed and, and went, okay, Stephen being killed, and that went to Christ. That made him feel that how treacherous he was before he got dropped off his horse on mm -hmm. the road to Damascus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
makes that's what makes it incredible to do it too. You can do it all that. And you know, you said like the making better statues or you know court people. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they might have done better, but they were just finished too. They were not perfect. No man. No, no, not at all. But we all made them more so. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that that's when I look at now is I don't place anybody there but Christ now. And you, and, and uh, just to think of, uh, they had the awards for all these. Music awards? Music awards and, oh, and yeah. stars oh, and all this yeah. stuff. And, and all this money and everything. And they're not perfect, you know, but they worship them, you know, or, yeah. or something. And I think, oh my, fill your soul, you know. Because I remember, like that, you point. I got them all pointing at me. Yeah. But I know where I came from, and and you can't have anything but Christ. You have to be first in your life. I but know. they, but they, people fall for that, though, you know. Mm. And uh, but I didn't watch the awards. I know that they kept talking about coming on, but it should be. And they're just oh, going on, oh, praising everything, and it's like. Yeah, uh, it's like the neon devs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I just want to say one more thing. The song that we're saying now, today, in the service, there's only one person that is a lover of our soul. Yeah. And, and we, we sang that this morning. Mm-hmm. Amen. first let's pray um lord jesus you see us uh you see when we had nothing good on our resume not one dot of a single i was good um you move for us you move forward to us in that state just like romans 5 says and uh when we were far you came near when we were repulsive you advanced you didn't turn away as you should have and as you would be just to do. Um, you came, you made yourself one of us, you came in and you lived among us, and even in the rejection that you faced from us, you continued to pursue. You didn't shy away from hard things that you had done and said, and thank you most of all that you didn't shy away from the cross where you, where you died in our place to take our all the darkness our resume was and give us yours and now we're wholly bright because you're our worldview help us to grow in new depths of you as we hear your word and are sanctified and as you do your work any repentance that we might walk in may you show it to our eyes and the eyes of our hearts and help us to do it from the heart longing for your deliverance and and, and keeping our our boots on the neck of our sin. Keep us hungry for you. And thank you. Just thank you, Jesus. You have loved our souls, pursued us, captured us. And it's our confession that you are true and wonderful. Who are we but 
recipients of mercy. Because by definition, we're those who shouldn't have received it. And we're those who receive mercy. Um, oh, you know, something's wrong with me and mercy. So thank you that you've given it. And it's for your wonderful name we give you all thanks and praise and glory for all that you've spoken to us today. Just for your wonderful name. Amen. I was over here. Can I show you? I'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah. Hollywood is living in a world of... Well, they say, you know, reading on some of the Hollywood...